0: welcome to the kink perspective my name is chris i'm a psychotherapist and consultant on today's show i want to talk about something that we don't often talk about at all we spend a lot of our time in the bdsm lifestyle discussing the nuances caring for making preparations for one side of the slash in regards to ds and i'm talking about submissives or slaves we spend a lot of time with their cares and concerns, safety, protocols, negotiations. One thing we don't spend a lot of time or very little time talking about is the other side of the slash, the big D, dominance. We need to talk about them for a little bit. We need to pay them a little bit of respect, a little bit of kindness. We need to talk about how do we care for them and why it's important to care for them. On today's show, I want to talk about aftercare and looking after our, our doms in general and why it's so important and why we seem to sometimes negate this because we spend so much time about um, worrying just on one side of the slash that we don't really spend that or commit that type of time to thinking about taking care of our dominance and why it's so important So aftercare, when we think about this type of, you know, comfort and nurturing, support and sympathy and checking in, we usually think about this when we're doing this with submissives. Now, what we need to realize is that dominance go for weeks, thinking about an upcoming scene or preparing a scene. Um, They have to plan everything out, maybe get all the proper utilities uh, ready or the implements that they're going to use or, if you know, set up all the rigging, whatever the, you know, there's a lot of mental preparation, not including the physical preparation, but let's just stay with the mental for a moment. They're spending and exerting all of this time and all of this mental energy and capacity doing and thinking about everything that's going to be involved in the scene with their submissive. Then they have to go through <clears throat> and talk about, you know, for the most part, you know, however it's negotiated, but for the most part, they're going to do a run through on what may or may not happen and go from there. They may have negotiated 10 things are going to happen, but in reality, the dominant decides to only do five, right? So this has now culminated in weeks, you know, days or weeks of preparation, and finally the scene unfolds. And yes, the submissive has gone through and is exhausted and needs cared for, but we often don't think about caring for the dominant. Typically, all the dominant is, is, you know, again, putting forth that mental and emotional energy is an exertion. Those are thinking about their sub's needs. They're tending to the sore spots that may have been inflicted, that need some treatment or some ice or maybe getting somebody some water or comforting them and, and cuddling them and nurturing them and getting them some chocolate or maybe their may best their pacifier or a blanket or you know going from there we may also be considering all the different things that went through in the scene <clears throat> pardon me we might be questioning to ourselves how did the scene go how would we rate that did they like what we did did they not like what we did have we even got to that could i have done this better could i have done that better we're gonna be concerned and wondering where where our submissive mind is at, how they're feeling, and eventually what our next scene is gonna then look like. All of these mental all this mental energy is being consistently expended by dominance. And that has we have to understand for all of that capacity that our brain is running at, we tend to forget. Dominance and submissives alike, how important the element of relaxation, setting back and caring for ourselves is important, not just for the submissive, but for the dominant as well. We tend to forget that submissives will often say, well, you need to care for me. Well, then who's caring for the dominant? When we are having a rational and thoughtful discussion about aftercare, We have to include everyone, not just one party in that discussion, right? Now, the dominant in the situation for the most part, it's another part of their job to look after their sub. Absolutely. And it's important for us to make sure we are bringing someone down gently and carefully. We're nurturing them. We're being empathetic to their pain. And uh, we're looking after their physical needs. It's also important as a dominant, we have to start considering our own needs, how we're gonna calm our mind, that we may need to hydrate, we may need to relax from all of that physical exertion. To go a step further than this, submissives can start taking the role and play a significant impact in the part of aftercare for their tops, for their dominance. What this does for both parties, it gives us a sense of both mutual satisfaction, mutual appreciation and mutual care for one another. It grounds us in a way that tells us that our foundation is becoming solid, that we're both concerned with each other's needs. We're not just concerned for one party's needs. And that the true intent of the aftercare itself, since it's nurturing in general, we often overlook the nurturing that's needed for a dominant. So how do we actually care for a dominant? There are a lot of ways we can do self-care as a dom. There are a lot of ways that a submissive can help with looking out for um, aftercare for a dominant. Some self-care for us can look like, and I know I do this when I'm involved, especially in a heavy scene, I'm going to already have my bottled water sitting there. So when my scene ends, I'm obviously going to go through my safety checks and protocols. Depending on what the scene is, I'm going to get my sub down or untied or unbound or whatever. I'm going to look after her, get her what she needs, and uh, get her usually a blanket, and um, sit with her. We don't tend to talk. At the same time, um, and because we've talked about it and negotiated over the years, um, I will probably get you know depending on how long the scene is or how heavy the scene is, I may need to not only drink water but I might even have a, a can of soda if I get low blood sugar, for example, or might have some chocolate with me. I definitely need to be sit. I need to sit and rest and relax for a minute to get back some of that exertion, you know, to recover some of my energy that I've just exerted. What's really nice is um, on occasion, um, part of the nurturing instinct with my submissive is she will give me a massage. And she'll lean into me while she's giving me a massage so we can talk about the closeness. I can feel her touching me and me touching her. Sometimes there are times I will solely look after her, we will end the scene, you know, we then go by on our own ways. And I'm just going to go and sit by myself now and reflect and I need my alone time, I want to recharge my batteries. And you doms out there that are listening to this, this is a really key thing. Because in that alone time, we can reflect on our scenes quietly, we can maybe take some notes for what we did or didn't do especially after we've gone through the scene itself, right? It also gives us a moment to get with our own thoughts and and just sit there and let our thoughts go. We have to understand that we're not going to always do everything perfectly, no matter how much experience we have or how much pre-planning we've done. So we have to learn how to forgive ourselves. We have to learn and look at... Uh, maybe keeping a diary. You know, I, with my submissive, she has an ongoing submission diary that she uses constantly, especially after scenes or in between that we discuss sometimes or not. But it's a way for her to reflect. We can do the same as dominance in keeping a you know, training journal or a dom journal. So we can have introspection of when things how we were feeling, like if we're not at our best and we decided to stop a scene, or we were going through a negotiation and we felt it was some it was rough and it was too draining, so we stopped and backed away, I and mean, maybe we made some notes why. Right? We can do some of these things. When we are asking submissives to start considering is, you know. One of the most powerful phrases is, you know, when something's done, and I'm not saying a lot of subs don't, because I have seen this, but you know, even saying when the scene is ended is just a simple, I appreciate you or I thank you for your time. Um, I realize you know you put a lot of effort into creating that scene and uh, making sure it went off to the best of our our, your ability, uh, and you made me feel safe, and I just want you to know, thank you. You can't take that as a submissive for granted right? That's your opportunity to pipe in and and say something to somebody. You're making them feel appreciated. You're making them feel wanted and letting them know that all of their hard work, you really are thankful that they've done that for you. Because I think there's a huge misconception that we're rolling around with these diaries of all of these scenes kind of mapped out in some sort of treasure trove that I just gotta crack my book open and I know what the perfect scene's gonna be. A lot of our scenes are contrived weeks before they happen. When I do an interrogation scene, for example, I don't know what's gonna go into the scene until I sit down, maybe chat with some fellow dominance. I might get an idea from my submissive what type of scene they would like, but just because they like something doesn't mean I'm gonna do it that way. Then I'm gonna put my own sadistic spin on it. So we're expending all of this energy so it's nice to hear back when my submissive turns around and she's kneeling and she says, "Thank you, Master. I, you know, I really enjoyed tonight." It's so rewarding to hear. It's so fulfilling to hear. Another thing you know we can uh, submissives can do is, you know what? Just like you are, us dominants are checking in and we're keeping an eye on to make sure that our subs are doing okay you can do the same, you know? You want to make sure that um, God did, uh, you know, normally they have all this energy all the way through, but I noticed about halfway through the impact was starting to wane. They weren't as as wrought as they normally are. Is something bothering them is they, are they uh, tired from work or should we maybe call the scene off for the night because they know they're exhausted exhausted right? We have to make sure that when we understand how powerful a DS dynamic is because we're talking about power exchange, it doesn't just mean though that while we're one party's answering to the other, one person's giving up control while the other one's guiding that control we are not forgetting that the autonomy between two people is being exchanged, that we can't care for both parties. And we need to make sure that we're con- we are checking in, you know, with this dominant sub, we're always checking in, checking in, checking in. How are you? Are you feeling okay? Is the rope too tight is the get, ga- you know, can you breathe with a gag? And I usually get one grunt or two, right? I'm a sadist. What can I say? However, We have to start remembering we can check back in with our dominance. A long hug after a scene, right? It doesn't just make the sub feel good. It also makes the dominant feel good. Having something prepared. Maybe you went out after or, you know, in between scenes, in between all of your dynamics taking care of your dominant, maybe making them a meal. And everybody's like going to say to me, oh, well, you're now talking about servitude. No, I'm not. I'm talking about reciprocal behavior in a relationship where one person is expending an inordinate amount of energy and time and physicality to make sure things go so well. And what you're doing is we're reciprocating this back. And it's not a lot to ask for, Right? It's not a lot to look after somebody who wants to be just as aftercare compatible with us as we are for them. We always talk about in scenes, we're going to debrief and, you know, what went wrong, what went great, you know, was the rope too tight, was the, you know, the binding not tight enough so we were getting too much play and and that can cause, you know, if something's not tight enough, it can cause issues. But ask yourself, when was the last time you actually checked in with your dom that, you know, hey, their wrist wasn't hurting from spanking me or, you know, from repeatedly cropping me. Maybe they have a really physical job during the day. So the last thing they feel like doing is cracking a bullwhip. We have to understand that one and i constantly say this we have to put effort into our dynamics we have to put effort into our relationships we have to have ongoing communication and i'm not saying people don't but what i'm trying to do is say that we have to start flipping this around and start saying to ourselves hey uh, i want to be i want to look after you tonight you know Sir or ma'am or miss yes mistress or whatever the case may be, you constantly take care of me and for me to show my attention to you, I would like to pamper you after our scene. We have to remember the dominance, we have our own dominant high, right? And we to hide that's why I said earlier hydration is so valuable because it helps me get recentered. You know, maybe if we've had a really heavy interrogation scene or we're doing an elemental scene, um, we're really, you know, we've worked up a big sweat. Um, We've really expended a lot of energy, something like a non-sexually based shower where you're washing and you're caressing each other and you're feeling the nuances of each other's bodies and you're kind of just molding and melding into both. Right, or if you go out of the big jacuzzi bathtub, you're both hopping in there. Right, it always we have to also remember as dominance, and this is part of where our ego comes in. It is okay to sometimes let our submissive take the lead on aftercare, there's nothing wrong with that, and that means for them to initiate the aftercare for themselves or for them initiating aftercare for dominance. Right? We don't have to always be worried that just because they're doing something that they're taking charge. Something like this, is something that um, is tried, is tested, and it has proven benefits. We... I think we get caught up in this belief that because doms for so long have to, and it doesn't matter, doms or mistresses or dominatrix or tops or whatever other name you want to create for the person in charge. You have to remember that we often aren't, while we are thinking of ourselves during the scene, a lot of our energy, a lot of our time is spent focused on submissives. I mean, if you do a quick search about aftercare and BDSM online, there are thousands upon thousands upon thousands of articles. 10 articles, 10 different ways you can care for your sub after your play. 17 17 ideas for BDSM aftercare, how to comfort your sub. What's BDSM aftercare look like for you and your submissive? that was probably the first one I came across that included somebody else but doesn't really specify and we have to really, these are the considerations and thoughts we have to start getting getting out of the thought process that submissives or slaves aren't the only ones that need aftercare and it's not always obvious too right, because doms we are stubborn it's part of life but it doesn't take away my power, my autonomy. It doesn't negate or diminish my dominance in any form because somebody's now caring for me. If anything, it draws me closer and draws me in to the person I'm with. It strengthens our foundation and it shows that we're initiating a huge trust bond. Right? We... We're allowing somebody else to care for us. We're allowing them to show and share with us that they want us in their life and they want to look after us. They're appreciating us. Your confidence, your position, they're not threatened because somebody's caring for you. I would actually argue, if anything, that... uh, this is even more of an act of submission that they're caring for you, that they're really sinking into their role, that they now a submissive knows, you've looked after them, they wanna reciprocate and look after you and let them. Because if you tell them no, might hurt their feelings. You might never get any aftercare again in the future and then you're gonna really regret it. Pardon me, after a heavy impact scene, When I've been caning for an hour or I've been cropping or paddling or spanking or using other implements of pain to inflict, you know, luscious, gorgeous hurt upon somebody, I'm tired. My arm hurts. And when we get older, those, you know, if you have pains and if you're not in some prime of your life where you're muscular, you know, you're going to be sore. And it's okay to allow us as the dominant to be in the hands of our submissive and let them care and let that warmth come and envelop us as much as we want to envelop them and look after them i know it's it's not a concept we talk about very much it's not a con it's a concept we may or may not wrestle with quite actively but that's okay it's a concept that you can start initiating in conversations right You can initiate these conversations in your dynamics. And if you don't, start to. If you've already begun having these conversations in your dynamics, great. You're ahead of the curve. right? Because now we're at the point where we're starting to advance our relationship so much that we're putting trust flowing both directions. And it should be. And it's a beautiful thing. I know a lot of my fellow doms out there are going to more than likely think that, you know, oh well it's not very domly to allow my sub to take care of me, but why not? I would challenge your thinking, why not? We want our subs to service us, we want them to be the implements of our you know, fantasies when we're inflicting harm or hurt upon them, right? We want them to kneel and we want them to say yes or no, or we want them to say, yes, mistress, or yes, master, or whatever the case may be, but God forbid we're crossing a line that we want them to care for us. I tell you what, I'd rather have somebody who uh, a thousand times wants to reciprocate how they think and feel towards me than just be my little punching bag and then be selfish and take all of that care and attention for themselves and not give me anything back in return. I, that's a selfish relationship, All right? We have to consider that. I've said this before, I'll say it again, so I kind of keep driving this point home. A relationship is a two-way street. A dynamic is a two-way street. It's on a bike path. And if it is, or somebody's trying to make it that way, you need to maybe reevaluate the relationship you're in. If you are, though, these people who have already started experiencing um, submissives, if you are listening to this and you um, are implementing aftercare with your dominant, leave a message in in the comments and let me know what what does that aftercare look like? Or if you're a dominant that is is going through this with your sub and you've really kind of entered this realm, what does that look like between the two of you? I'd really love to hear more about this. I really wanna talk more about this conversation. It's really quite important and it doesn't make us any less dominant, if anything. It shows the resolve of our dominance to allow ourselves to be cared for, right? Think about that for a little bit. Until next time, everybody, be safe and stay kinky.